Are you an adventurer looking to take your hunt to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the East Meets West Hunt podcast presented by Onyx. The Onyx Hunt app is your mobile GPS app built by hunters for hunters. And the first question I had when I first was making a switch from a GPS to a cell phone as my GPS was, what happens when you don't have service? Well, when you don't have cell service, you can download the maps ahead of time when you have service and be able to access them without with your phone even on airplane mode, which one, saves battery, and two, is able to operate just like any GPS. So it's really great to be able to do that. And the other thing was, Oh, well, what if my phone dies? You know, well, it's a lot, in, in my opinion, it's less expensive to have, be able to charge your phone by carrying a mobile charger, whether that's something like a dark energy or, or something like a gold zero that has a solar panel on it to do that rather than carrying double A's around with you. Just my opinion, but I'm really, really liking to to use just having my phone and double that up as a mobile GPS. So head over to onyxmaps.com, check out the Hunt app, use the coupon code EMW, that'll save yourself 20% off of the app. And the University of Elk Hunting, so Corey Jacobson, Elk 101, have put together the most comprehensive and complete resource for increasing your elk hunting knowledge, confidence, and success. So in addition to having the full access to the entire course for one year, you'll have access to the UEH mobile app, which puts all the content from the online course right in the palm of your hand, anytime, anywhere, with or without internet or cellular connection. Plus, UEH members receive incredible discounts from the Elk 101 partners, including 15% off elk hunting gear in the Elk 101 store. Use the coupon code EASTMEETSWEST. That'll save yourself $20 off of the online course. So check that out at elk101.com. And last but not least, least, Tethered. Tethered evolved from a desire to provide quality gear and resources to the saddle hunting community. They felt like... The small niche in the saddle hunting community was really lacking um, when it came to specific gear and innovation in the field. So Tethered solved this problem by designing, engineering, and producing the most mobile, stealthy, and safest elevated hunting gear on the planet. I ran the Predator platform and Mantis Saddle last year. Just absolute awesome piece of equipment. I was very, very skeptical going into it, and uh, it's I really it'd be tough to see myself going without it going forward. Just from the standpoint of it's just so light, so mobile to be able to get in. You can learn more about saddle hunting and check out Tethered's products over at tetherednation.com. All right, so this week, uh, just this is the second episode of the week recording. This is part two with John Barklow. And one of the, so one of the things that uh, came out with also this week was yesterday, the, the new or last night, I guess it would be the new mountain buck scouting series video dropped online on YouTube. So on the YouTube channel, just my name, Bo Martonic head over there. Part four is out and it's all about hunting crick bottoms. 
This is to, to, I'm not talking about the big river bottoms. I'm talking about the creek bottoms, the the smaller feeder streams, that the ones leading into the bigger valleys. These areas can be so effective to hunt during the rut. And I went through, explained how to scout for them on Onyx, and then some in the field examples and case studies showing some places that I've had actual success and how that worked out. So check out that video on YouTube. And then here, this one is, this episode is part two with John Barklow. We're going to run through the 2020 Sika Gear big game system, talking about the, the new mountain optic, optics harness, the Kelvin light down jacket and pants, what that's good for. And also kind of diving into John and I's elk hunting um, Sika Gear kit, as well as the field t- testing process that Sika Gear goes through. And all of their gear. You've heard me talk about that before. This is coming from John, who's the the big game category leader there. Just an absolute wealth of knowledge. Brings a lot to the table and, uh, you know, just a valuable resource for sick of gear. And all of us that get to learn and listen from him. So check that out. Um, Check out the new sick of gear line. And hope you uh, enjoy this episode here. Have a good weekend. Well, okay. Well, let's um, let's dive a little bit here into as we just talked about, you know, the the general concept and you know, not brand specific. Let's talk to brand specific in twenty twenty, sick of gear. So, what what can you tell me, John? Yeah, I, I'm I'm super fired up as I always am. This is, I mean, this is my favorite time of year, probably for work. My favorite time of year, is September, because I'm I'm chasing elk, but but spring is is super exciting because it's when you know I oftentimes am the one that gets to announce what what we're bringing out new for big game for Sitka for that year and and um, so three years in the making, but probably nine years with the idea in my head um, came out with something called the Mountain Optics Harness. So the mountain optics harness is basically a, a very modular and versatile uh, chassis to carry not only your binoculars, but any other optics and electronics that, that most hunters carry in the field. So range finders, cell phones, um, in reaches, things like that. It's, uh, it's on a platform that has a main binocular case in the center. Um, that case opens with no zippers it's it's dead quiet it just operates on a on a hook and a and basically a bungee and then it folds up to your chest kind of uh bifolds and then stays up with magnets so super easy wanted to limit the amount of motion that a person's making because they may be you know opening that up um you know relatively close to an animal but then on the sides of this binocular case are what I call wings. Those wings are Molly compatible. So if people don't know what that is, it's something from the military, but basically it has two, uh, on each side, two horizontal straps. And on those wings, it comes with two side accessory pockets. Um, they come on and off, but they're sized to hold, you know, most range finders. Um, and most cell phones, in reaches, GPSs, things like that. So the binocular case, uh, 
again, I can't tell you it fits everything, but you know, it'll fit almost all the eights and most of the tens. Some of the 10 by binoculars that have built-in rangefinders now, which they didn't, they weren't really that prevalent three years ago when I started this project. Um, some of those won't fit maybe as good as you want them to, but they'll fit probably pretty good. Um, so binoculars in the center, rangefinders, and then, like I said, cell phones, in reaches, all those ex- all those pockets and the main binocular case have accessory pockets on the side. So places for wind check, uh, diaphragm calls for calling elk. Uh, again, I can put my in reach on the outside, uh, camouflage paint. Um, you know, you name it, a pocket knife. And then on the back side of the binocular case is a horizontal zippered pocket that's a perfect place for uh, tags like scalpels and extra blades. I like to run a few, like just minor survival items there. And then there's a vertical stash pocket for things like, if you're old school like me, a map and a compass or something like that. Um, Some of the field testers from last year sent me some videos where they, they put their cell phones in the horizontal pocket, which is up against your chest. They put their cell phone there with the top of the cell phone with the camera facing out over the top and they actually self film themselves on stocks. Um, but the cool thing about it is Bo, that because those side pockets come off, it gives that versatility and modularity for the hunter to tweak it for where they hunt, how they hunt the time of year, the species, et cetera. So I've got mine set up right now for spring bear. If you know, if somebody called me, because it's uh, whatever today is, it's a Tuesday, right? If somebody called me on Friday and said, hey, man, you want to go chase turkeys this weekend, I can quickly change out a few things on that harness. Um, so right now, I, like I could have, you know, I'm running bear spray on my on my harness right now because I'm going to go after black bear and there's grizzly bears in Montana. I'm going after turkey. I'm not super worried about that, but I need some places for calls. Then I get set up for, you know, shooting total archery challenges and going scouting. I'm going to set it up differently. And then finally, it's set up for elk season where I have my diaphragm calls, my wind check, my camel paint, my my inreach, my map, you know, all those kind of things. And so by pulling those pockets off, most, not all, but most um, Molly compatible attachments like a bear spray or pistol holsters yeah. will fit there. Um Again, I can't say all because I just can't try everything in the market, but, 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 you know, there's that opportunity. So I know, you know, I've run some of the safari land and black, black hawk, uh, Molly holsters on that rig when we were, when we were testing it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of the bear spray holsters, uh, but you know, anybody who wants to make something or have aftermarket, or maybe they don't want to run them at all. Right. Um, and then the harnessing on it is no padding. It's very low profile. There's two straps that cross in the back of the center of your back. And then there's kind of like a belly band, so to speak. I wanted it very low profile so that you could put it on or put it on and then put a pack over top of it and wear it all day, multiple days and not have chafe points or, you know, realize that you're wearing it. So I like to say it can carry 20 pounds of gear, which is a lot. Um, I'm basing that off of the concept I got it from was a very small, 
what they called Rhodesian vest in the military. It was a very kind of pared down version. And as my military career was ending and I didn't carry as much stuff, I, I began to use it for hunting and just kind of tweaked it from that. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the concept. So um, anyways, mountain optics harness. And the cool thing is it's not only offered in, you know, our big game patterns of open country and subalpine, but we're also going to offer it in a solid color that's pyrite. So we have a pyrite color. It's kind of a grayish OD green um, that I'm super, super excited about. So that's kind of the one I scout with and shoot my total archery challenges with, you know, um, and then go hunt with one in camo. Yeah. I, I, I had seen the, some of the teasers that Brady Miller had posted a couple photos wearing that harness and, and seen it. And one of the features that you were just talking about there that I'll tell you how I've used that and some other harnesses, like, you know, something that had one that goes in the back of the, the harness, like close to your chest. I put my cell phone there, not to self film, but if it's cold out, that keeps the body heat and your battery, your phone lasts Great longer um, yeah. to have it there. And cause I've found where I have it in external pockets or in my backpack waist belt, my phone dies a lot quicker cause the battery gets cold. And, yeah. um, that's, I, I like to hear that, that that one has that capability there. It sounds something stupid and simple, but it's it's helped out a lot. No, it's actually it's actually a great point, and uh, it, it's very relevant, right, to keep those batteries warm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the other point is I wanted to make this as quiet as possible, but without you know making it just a giant burr magnet. So you know, we took the fabric we had made the Apex pack with a few years ago and put it on there. Some of the pockets are, have some brushed textile. You know, we used people like, uh, South Cox. I don't know if you know South, he's a stick boat hunter. Uh, Aaron Snyder, he's another stick boat hunter, but guys that get really close just to kind of help us validate and vet, you know, is it quiet enough? You know, is, is the motion you make to open it or close it, you know, small enough that you're not going to spook animals at very close range. So feel real, real proud, uh, of what the team did and excited to kind of see it out there and, and see how people are going to modify this. So if you and I had one, we could go on the same hunt and you and I are going to have them set up differently. And I think that's, what's so awesome about this product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's awesome to be able to, I, and again, just thinking of me from a, from a selfish standpoint with say, even using it for elk hunting or um, in Alaska caribou hunting and then coming back and, I like to run bino harnesses for whitetails um, too because when I'm climbing trees in the morning, I'm taking my stand up and down or my saddle in this case. Climbing the sticks, my binos are hitting off a tree all the time and off my sticks. So I like to keep it close to my chest. And I don't need all the extra stuff on the side because when I'm in my saddle, the the um, the bridge, I guess you call it, would rub and you can't turn. Chris and I were testing some other ones last year and had that yep. problem where we were getting yep. caught in it. And I know it's not designed for that, but as I'm thinking of multi-use type things, you could take off those external pockets, the molly things and stuff that you wouldn't need and be able to make it have a slimmer design. Yeah. I don't want to, I, I don't want to upset Chris cause he's a, uh, he's like a spider monkey, man. He used to ride bulls for 14 years. I don't want to mad at me, but, uh, so it wasn't designed for whitetail hunting, but I think like some of the things you're talking about with, you know, 
climbing for and sitting in saddles. Yeah, it, it could be a really good. It could be a really good uh, product for that. And you know, quite a few of the guys that are our field testers are also photographers. And and again, I didn't build it specifically for photographers, but they're able to run you know, different lenses and, and, uh, filters and light meters and, and things like that. And maybe depending on the lens, you know, smaller lenses, but, you know, or put aftermarket pockets on the side. So there's, there's just a lot of versatility to it that, you know, me personally, uh, I'm going to be excited to see how people are going to tweak it to kind of fit their own, their own hunting style. Yeah, no, that's, that's really cool. I like the, the modular ability of it. So okay, so we we talked we talked about the the mountain optics harness. That's the name of it, correct? Yeah. So what what else do you have coming out for? Uh, so so the the other two products that I have coming out are are a system. Uh, they're called the Kelvin Light Down Jacket and Pant. Um, and so fairly innocuous name, um, but it's absolutely again, I think it's amazing what the team's done. So, you know, we talked about, we talked about Eric Gilmore earlier, but, um, Eric started a development with Primaloft. And so people that don't know Primaloft is a, a really premier insulation company that we use at, at Sitka. Um, but Eric started a proprietary insulation development with Primaloft three years ago, maybe, maybe longer. Um, to basically create a, a down blend. And so what a down blend is, and I, I, this is important because we, we were talking about treated down. What a down blend is, is it's a combination of treated down blended with synthetic insulation. Um, and I'll get to that. I'll get back to that in a minute. And so Eric was able to come up with Primaloft and build these proprietary blends. And what we landed on was a 900 fill uh, down blend insulation. It's the only place in the world right now that it's being used. So Sitka did the development. We have, um, you know, proprietary use of it for, for a short amount of time. And we decided to put it in this super lightweight compressible down jacket and pant. Um, so it's an 80-20 down to synthetic the down so here's the good thing about down down is lightweight down is compressible and down because of that has a lot of dead air space that traps your body heat and keeps you warm it's got a good weight uh heat to weight ratio warmth to weight ratio um and we discussed some of the downfalls of down so what we do is we blend it with synthetic and this is my analogy not primalofts but what the synthetic does because the synthetic is, we'll call it compression resistant, and it's and it's also uh, resistant to moisture. Um, that the synthetic acts as scaffolding to keep the down lofted, even when moisture is introduced into the system. So we're trying what we're trying to accomplish here, and I believe we did is, you know, some of the good properties of down with some of the good properties of synthetic. Um, but I didn't want to stop there because to just take this great insulation that's, you know, fairly high performance and just put it all over the jacket and pant was kind of, I think it was kind of a cop out to be honest with you. Um, so what we did is anywhere in the jacket and pants 
that were what I call compression zones. So a place that we know the insulation is going to be compressed. We chose not to put the down blend because down is easily compressed. And when it's compressed, it loses that loft. It's not going to stay as warm as you want it to be. So any compression zones, which is under your arms, because your arms are down at your sides most of the time. So under your armpit, down your arms, down the side of your jacket, and then the bottom third back panel of the jacket and the entire back seat of the pant, um, we chose to put pure synthetic gold insulation from Primaloft because we know that that's going to be, you're going to sit down, your arms are going to be at your side. There's a good chance it's going to, you know, those are the first places where you're going to be compromised by moisture, either from sweating in your armpits or sitting down on a wet rock. Um, so we patterned in those compression zones with synthetic. So it's really this hybrid, um, really high performance down blended product. Um, and then to take it the last step, we wrap the whole thing in a, in a lightweight 20 denier nylon shell that's got two way stretch. So why is that important? So 20 denier, it's not the lightest on the market, but it's the lightest that we felt was durable enough because most of these down jackets or puffy jackets in general aren't super durable, nor do I think they have to be, but we don't want them to be so paper thin that they tear. So 20D nylon, which is always going to be more durable than polyester. And then what the stretch does is the stretch allows the garment or the fabric to give a little bit or stretch and not just tear. So if you're, you know, walking through the woods or on some type of, you know, snow machine or ATV and you snag a branch, it's not just going to immediately tear. It's going to give a little. And, you know, the idea is that that adds durability because, you know, maybe the stick will release before the, you know, textile stretches all the way and then tears. Right. Um, so just a, just a great product. The, the jacket rolls into, uh, its own side pocket to make a little pillow, like a camp pillow, something like that. There's no hardware on the back of the hood. So no plastic hardware to like, you know, adjust the hood. So if you're going to sleep in it or lay down and take a nap in the middle of the afternoon, you're not going to have that to deal with. Um, and then the entire product, the jacket is 17 ounces and the pants are 13 ounces in a size large. So the entire combination is less than two pounds. So just, uh, just a great product. Now with that said, so that I don't want people to think that I'm a, that I'm a hypocrite. Would I recommend that you necessarily take that on your caribou hunt to the Brooks range? I wouldn't say that that was the most ideal thing for you to take. I would say it'd be great for you to take the Colorado on your elk hunt. Mm -hmm. I'd certainly take it to Arizona and I would wear it around here in Montana, but knowing and understanding the environment that is Alaska and that is the Brooks range and that you could potentially be, you know, up there for 10 days of straight downpour, I would choose to pick a pure synthetic, but for the people that are looking to save a little weight, not compromise their safety, still have a great product, right? That's going to keep them warm. And I'll call it a mid season garment. It's not for the late season. Um, this is just going to be the, the perfect, the perfect piece to put in your pack. Yeah. Okay. And so like for those situations, say like for Alaska or something, that'd be more like the Kelvin light hoodie and Kelvin light pant. Are those still going to be in the, the lineup? 
Yeah. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. Um, and yeah, that that's that's an exciting piece. What so when you're talking about the weights, say seventeen ounces for the jacket, what did the Kelvin Light hoodie what does the Kelvin Light hoodie weigh just for comparison? I forget off the top of my head, but I could probably extract so let me let's look. just say that let's just say the jacket's probably nineteen or twenty ounces. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be a few ounces less, and it's going to be a little warmer. So it's definitely going to be warmer than the Kelvin Light hoodie, and it's going to be a little less weight. Okay. Yeah. I've got it written down in my book. I just – I don't want to – it would take me five minutes to find it. <laughs> no, that's that's fine. Um, yeah, I was, just, I was just wondering from a comparison standpoint. And I've been using the, the Kelvin Light hoodie uh, now for a while. I had one of the – solid versions that was i don't know from 2013 or 14 something like that i still still wear it's held up held up great and a great piece of garment that's i like hearing some of the little changes that you made even like with say the tie on the back of the hood you know for sleeping things that you normally wouldn't think about and then as you're saying i'm like oh well yeah i guess that is can be a little uncomfortable if you're laying down on it or you know very very minor but uh just some some intuitive changes there. Yeah. Well, you figure that out when you're taking a nap and the hardware on the back of the prototypes driving you crazy. So you don't do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and if, if, if people are wondering, like, it, you know, if you are a person say that, that lives out East and you're going to go on your first elk hunt to Colorado and you just want to buy one puffy, that's, that's kind of perfect for everything. I think that Kelvin light hoodie is is where I would recommend because you can take it everywhere from Pennsylvania to Colorado to the Brooks Range. Um, and if you're that person that's been out to Colorado a few times and you're kind of figuring it out and you know where you go and how you hunt, um, this Kelvin Light Down. So I've been running this Kelvin Light Down in my pack in the lower 48 for, you know, I guess, well, this, this fall season will be three years. So for two years, I've been running that. And, um, you're going to see some really awesome uh, content and imagery from some really extreme hunts that it's uh, that it's gone on in the last few years to be field tested. So, um, and, and you know, the cool thing is just to kind of toot the horn of the team that I work on is, you know, sick as uh, you know, in the hunting industry, we're a pretty well-known company and, you know, pretty good size, but you know, when you start comparing yourself to Arcteryx and, north face and places like that like we're kind of small in comparison and that we're able to build and design things that are proprietary to us and the only you know insulation in the world um it you know at least for the first year like that's pretty cool like that's but that's what that's what gets me fired up and going to work you know every day is to try to do stuff like that yeah no that's that's awesome i i um i can imagine that uh your job's not as good all the time as it sounds but i no. uh, I, I i like to think that uh no, no job awesome. is no job is but yeah <laughs> but it doesn't suck either it doesn't suck yeah yeah no that's that's cool and 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 you know i, I i've talked about it before with chris and stuff but like just from my own experience seeing i haven't seen the big game side as far as the way you guys test it and stuff but just seeing how sick a goes to beyond 
measures with the white tail side is that I've seen in on this recent trip, you know, some of the things that having people from Gore coming there and doing different testing that's just blew my mind the amount of detail and things that level we go through to make sure that it's the the best product and that's you know why i'm a huge believer in it and from using it also too but just being able to see that is is reassuring as the end user when i'm putting my money out for a product that that what i'm getting and and just you know and just the whole the whole aspect of that yeah yeah i mean it's fun but it's also you know we consider it pretty vital we, you know, the last thing I want is for somebody to go and have a bad experience wearing something that I, you know, developed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, um, I got to use, you know, you and I just, I don't think we really talked much, uh, about this when, uh, just through text message, but when my elk hunt got to use some of the different items that we had talked about last year, as far as new items coming out and got to put them through the test. And it was, it was a pretty pleasurable experience to, the Kelvin light or excuse me, Kelvin active hoodie is like my elk hunting favorite piece. I think now has been added to it. The Kelvin active jacket was my favorite and I still use that all the time. But man, that Kelvin active hoodie, it was, I never really took it off much during that, that hunt. Yeah. I think we're very aligned there. That's, it was, it was tough. I felt like I was like, cheating on my girlfriend or something not using the kelvin active jacket but the kelvin active hoodie was just like they're both awesome pieces and again one may one may be more you know attractive to somebody else than another for different uses but yeah for september elk man i love that kelvin active hoodie yeah we we, um uh, my one of my hunting partners i went with he um he bought it too. And, and we went on that trip and we both talked about it. We were doing daily podcasts out there and he's like, dude, like this piece is money. I wore that, the core lightweight. I like the short sleeve and then, uh, um, the apex hoodie. And then the, that Kelvin active hoodie that got me through 99% of the, the hunting that I did there. And then I, for my rain gear, I carry that. I had the dew point jacket, which is no longer in the lineup, but I had that, with me and then the apex pants and man it just and cloudburst um, rain pants and that was just like that system i felt for elk was just money for me me personally and then the kelvin light hoodie as well for the the insulation there but man. yeah that's almost exactly what i run around in out here really <laughs> yeah exactly yep. Yep. It's, yep i mean i'm always running some kind of proto here or there but but yeah that that what you just said is my go-to for, for elk and mule deer for bow hunting. Yep. I just, I don't know. I just felt like dialed this year when I was like going on just everything just felt good. And, and you were dialed brother and you killed a bull. So that's, I mean, yeah. <laughs> right. That's, it that's, all came together. It did. And, and I never was one to ever want to shoot with a hood up or anything like it. That always me, bothered me. the hell out of me. And I shot it with, I had the apex hoodie up and I didn't even realize I had it up, you know, until I watched the video because, you know, everything was I, – I just felt good the way it was designed. It came back and, you know, it was out of my – with my thumb release, didn't affect anything. I was able to still get anchor position and it just felt good. And, um, you know, I even had gloves on, which I, I don't shoot gloves on, you know, normally. And the Ascent gloves were so thin that it felt like nothing. And, uh, 
it's just uh i don't know it, i'm just kind of geeking out here talking about you know as as i play with things and and when it actually all works together it's pretty neat yeah no i'm, I'm that that those are the stories i like to hear for sure yep and then threw it all in the the mountain hauler the 4000 and uh packed it out there so that was that was a fun fun scenario to to be able to finally get to load an elk uh in the pack and and carry that out so it was it was funny we had enough guys there like my i texted some of my buddies on the unreach to come up that they're like hey you don't you just you know you carry out the head we'll take the rest of the meat because we had i said no i said i want i want one of the hindquarters and i want the head as we're going out and just being kind of bullheaded and proud with it but it was it was a pleasurable experience let's put it put it that way well, I, I know you had to be more excited than me because it was your bull, but I was really excited for you, man, when I saw that because I, <laughs> I know the time and effort you put into getting that done. Yeah. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. And, yeah, you were one of the first people I sent. I, I was looking back because when I texted you about doing this podcast, I was looking back at the text, and I texted you that next morning, you know, after I took the took the meet into town and everything. I texted you. I was like, I, I – I wanted to share it with you and, and, uh, you were pretty pumped about it. So that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big deal. It's a real big deal. Yeah. Yep. So that's, that's cool. But I just wanted to kind of share that little, that little story there and just kind of, you know, for anyone that's been listening since last year and when you were on talking about the 2019 stuff, you know, some of those items that we talked about, I ended up using in the field and, and being able to, to test them out the way that they're supposed to. I know you mentioned it earlier, but do you want to give uh, some information as far as your Instagram handle on the website where you'll have some of that out? Yeah, so on IG, um, at Jay Barklow, uh, B-A-R-K-L-O-W, at Jay Barklow. So, uh, so the website will be up and running as well. It'll be uh, com. And- Thanks for checking out part two to this episode with John Barklow and Sick of Gear. You can find out more of the 2020 Sika Gear line over at www.sikagear.com. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit eastmeetswesthunt.com, Facebook at East Meets West Outdoors, and Instagram at East Meets West Hunt. If you enjoyed today's episode, please review and subscribe, and we'll catch you next time.